2: Hi, I'm Keegan, and I'm Madigan, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist, the mini
1: episode. I felt like saying, and you're listening to along with you. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Right? We can do what we want. I it's didn't our even podcast. Think about it. This because this is our second, <laughs> again, it's our second episode. We're recording in a night, but we.
2: We we uh we marathon this shit. Yeah, We're gotta good. get it done. Hammer it out. At least I'm not drinking as much wine as no, I last No, God, time. no. can't drink anymore. It's hot in this closet. It's like, so...
1: Dude, we are gonna die in the summer. No,
2: I know. We've gotta get that shit under control. I'm gonna control. have to be
1: naked. <laughs> I'm into it. Naked podcasting. I like it. In the it. closet. Yeah. Talking about feminist yes,
2: shit. with ice cubes.
1: With ice cubes. Um, <laughs> we'll take, like... We'll get, like, tubs in here of ice and just sit in yeah, ice Yeah, I like tubs. it.
2: No, that's good. Like, like, one of those wash basins? Yes. Yes I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it, too. It's going to be really it. good for our skin, too. <laughs> exactly. All of our pores will be closed. Yep. We're going to feel good.
1: Yep. And well, everyone at home will have the knowledge of exactly what we're doing. Oh yeah, I'll tell them everything. They're going to yeah. hear
2: ice cubes, like, <laughs> knocking it's into gonna each sound other. It's going to like a cold drink. Yeah, great. Every time we move. It'll be satisfying because it'll be a hot summer. Uh-huh. People will feel good about it. I'm down. Um, well, this is the mini episode uh, where we talk about headlines in the news and yell at you, pretty much, for half an hour. We're gonna yell at them. I mean, we're gonna yell into space, and if it hits them, it hits them.
1: But I mean, like when I hear
2: like yelling at someone, it's like we're angry at you. I'm angry. I'm angry all over. I'm angry in general. Well,
1: hence the name of our fucking podcast. Exactly. Look, man,
2: if they don't want to hear yelling, then don't tune in. (laughs) Okay. Listen. Listen. It is what it is. Okay, so, um, I actually want to start this episode off with some (laughs) corrections. Um, I apologize to whoever Eric Holtzclaw (laughs) is, because he is a person, and I googled him, and don't come for him, listeners, because he is not who I meant when I was talking about, um, the officer who sexually assaulted, um, women. I was actually talking about Daniel Holtzclaw. Daniel. Daniel. Not Eric. He's the one who did that shit. So, poor fucking I, I, Eric. Poor, poor Eric. I, I'm so sorry, Eric. This is a formal apology from me. If you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm talking about um, something from our Rosa Parks Claudette Colvin episode. So, just, that's my, that's correction number one. Correction number two is one that Anthony has been um, commanding that I give since the Women's March episode when I announced to the world that he was listening to reality TV when he was watching reality TV <laughs> he did not like that I said that um, he wanted me to clarify that he was not watching The Bachelor um, or any such show he was not watching Real Housewives he was watching a educational reality program
1: so educational Anthony, one thing you gotta know about him, he is class. High, high class. High class. High class. Yes. High standards, banana bread making, classy motherfucker. Yeah,
2: non, non-trashy non, reality TV show no, watching. No, not at all. You know, Never so. in a million
1: years. This is my
2: formal announcement. Although
1: I'm trying to push Dance Moms on him now.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can try, but he's not, I don't know that he'll give in. I managed to get him to watch Botched. Yeah, but she seems pretty into that. He's into it, but okay, never mind. We're not going to go down this road or I'm going to have to issue another apology.
1: What's funny is actually Chris was telling me, he was like, you guys should record parts of your episode and then put it online or like record and then put it on YouTube because he listens to the Joe Rogan podcast, Uh but he likes to watch it
2: oh yeah no I think I I mean I've said it before I think we should totally have a YouTube channel but he was like because for him like he's very visual
1: and he's like I want to watch it and I was like yeah
2: I watch YouTube the YouTube um, videos all the well, time well because
1: it's fun to see like what they look like
2: yeah um okay so let's get into the news let's do it one thing I wanted to talk about today, I don't want to go too deep into it, because uh-huh. you know what? This is our mini-episode. We're just, you know, jiving, and, and jiving. it's, it's fun rolling. stuff, and I don't want to get too heavy. But I did want to talk about, because today is the day after the Super Bowl. Thank yes. God the Patriots didn't win. I'm sorry if you're a Patriots fan. Not that sorry. I'm a little sorry. Um, but the post-Super Bowl riots in Philadelphia today. Mm. There were riots last night and today in Philadelphia and I really want to know where the outcry is about it because when people riot for Black Lives Matter and destroy property these are all thugs and hooligans and yeah. when people riot because their sports. sports team won they're rioting in Philadelphia because their team won. Like not because their team lost.
1: They're like oh, well, Oh okay wait the Eagles fans are riding. Yes. I don't know shit about football. Okay, I'm not going to badmouth anyone's sports team, but being from Minnesota,
2: and Oh, yeah. and living
1: around a lot of Vikings fans, the way that a lot of Eagles fans had treated... The Vikings, yeah, it was bad. Is not good, especially with our our lovely, adorable little mascot woman Millie, who was like this ninety nine year old sweet lady who's like so devoted to the Vikings as all of us Minnesotans are, where mm-hmm. we love them. And when they won, and I mean they annihilated us, is what I hear. I don't watch any football, but which is great. But then they are like. Fuck Millie and making these big signs that say fuck. No, Millie. the She's way a that they, the
2: woman. way that they behaved was really, really, really terrible. And that's really upsetting mm-hmm. to me. And
1: the fact that, like, I mean, I personally don't understand why y- you would. I mean, if Mariah Nagasu lands her triple axle during the Olympics, I'm not gonna go break shit on the street.
2: No, I don't understand it. Oh my god, that's a lot of people. Yeah, look at that. Um, and they're happy.
1: This is a good, good riot, not bad riot.
2: And, but well, they... it's, it's a bad riot
1: because, because of they broke what stuff. they've done. But, I mean, their their energy behind it wasn't out of anger. It no. was out of it celebration. Was, it was
2: celebration, but you're turning over cars. You're trashing businesses. Mm. You're, you know... And I I saw this quote, I saw this quote from um, uh, the Black Lives Matter president, New York president, Hawk Newsom, said, somehow it seems there's a line drawn in the sand where destruction of property because of a sports victory is okay and acceptable in America. However, if you have people who are fighting for their most basic human right, the right to live, they will be condemned. So to me, it really, really rubbed me very wrong and when i saw the ways in which they were trying to get the crowds to disperse right. and the language that they were using well it's
1: privilege it's, it's all 100% privilege yeah it's privilege. it's totally
2: i mean and i get it not everyone who was rioting was was a white person i, I understand that but i think that their reaction to but it
1: but the fact that they're that they're mm-hmm. rioting over a sports team to me is is giving off an implication of of privilege in a way because they have the privilege to
2: be able to
1: cause a riot and, right. and disrupt the peace without uh-huh. it being an issue. To me, that, that sounds and I like think privilege it, in general. Yeah, and
2: I think it says something deeper about... You're you're not really angry about the fact that Black Lives Matter is destroying their property because that's always the argument. They're destroying their own neighborhoods. why are they doing? And it's like you're not really upset about that because if that's what you were really upset about, you'd be really upset about this and yeah. you'd, be, you'd be making the same kind of outcry about it. Right, but what not. you're upset about is is... is
1: The people who are doing it. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, okay. I don't want to linger on this too long because this is a short episode, so I just wanted to bring up... This is called Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, so I, I just wanted to be angry about yeah. that
0: for a second. Well,
1: 100%. speaking of the Super Bowl, for me... Again, being from Minnesota, the fact that the Super Bowl was there for a lot of my friends and family was a really, really big Mm -hmm. deal. I was personally really pissed off that Justin Timberlake was going to be performing. That's just my own personal opinion. I know a lot of people really love him. and like, But it's like, I'm frustrated because that he represents... Justin Timberlake, along with the Super Bowl together, represent something that was very damaging for a woman and publicly humiliating whether it was for Millie and for no I'm talking about nipplegate Oh okay yeah I'm thinking of um Janet Janet mm-hmm. and I wasn't stuttering on her name I was trying to think of what I wanted to go next by the way but um she even if what happened was intentional and that's what they meant to happen to cause an uproar, the response that Janet got compared to Justin was mm-hmm. really, really horrible. Absolutely. And yes, he still did get backlash. They both kind of were dragged through the mud for a little bit. A little but, bit, but not but at all no, comparable. No, nowhere near no, it Janet wasn't Jackson, comparable. it was the fact that, you know, a woman's breast was so offensive and also that it's an intimate, private part of most women's bodies to be exposed on television let's say it was without her permission, Mm -hmm. is... Incredibly violating. Incredibly violating. And then to be
2: condemned on top of that, you know, if you're already feeling violated and embarrassed. Or
1: to have it be considered, like, a slutty
2: thing. Yeah.
1: And, or, if it was on purpose, that's even more slut-shaming. Because it's
2: like, you know what I mean? I I understand it, if it was on purpose, not taking into account allowing people the choice of whether or not they want to see that or they want right. their kids to see it. I get that. But if it was on purpose, then they planned that together. So right. why would one person get more heat and more, well, like, shit thrown at why them than the they, other? Why wouldn't they be more open about
1: it now? Because mm-hmm. th- with what I was reading, Janet's like, no comment. What I heard... What I read just very, very briefly was that Janet had been originally... Signed on to do the Super Bowl halftime show. Justin Timberlake was brought in, like, the week before. Really? To do with her. And so they had worked on this routine together, and... I don't know, I think maybe, like, that was supposed to be part of it. The way that Chris told it, he was like, I think she was supposed to be wearing, like, a bra or something. But I'm like, she has, like, a pasty on, though. Like, why would you be wearing a pasty and a bra? Yeah. To me, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. So... I don't know if it was intentional, and there was just a
2: mistake that happened, or what the story is behind that. Her reactions to me seemed genuine that she was surprised. Yeah. But whether or not it was intentional, she was to, he was supposed to pull that, and there was supposed to be something else underneath it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You because know, it to me looks like it came up and out. Like it didn't. Like it wasn't in like what society would be calling like a beautiful. It wasn't sitting nicely. It, was, it looked like it was jammed out of there. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, this delicately placed sex yeah. symbol. You know yeah. what I mean? It was, it was a very, like... I guess, kind of raw, real state of a boob. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so for me, that was kind of frustrating. And then adding on top of the fact, being a proud Minnesotan, that he did... Um,
2: a weak-ass a Prince, week tribute. Prince tribute.
1: A weak yeah. Prince tribute. Okay, and I'm going to preface this by saying I have not watched it. I really don't plan on watching it just because I feel like I would be bored. Not because I don't love Prince, but because I just don't love Justin Timberlake. And I don't really have any interest in watching him do his whole halftime show personally. But, from what I've read, you know, he's they're claiming it wasn't a hologram, and the reason the hologram was a big deal is because Prince wasn't a big fan of of artists um, doing duets with holograms of dead artists, and which I completely understand. I get that I understand why that would be kind of a weird thing for you and why it's gimmicky and maybe even a little bit of attention seeking. I don't know. And I think that doing a tribute in the right way is a great thing. The way the Oscars do it every year I think is a great thing. I've seen some... When I heard Pink sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and for me that is such an important song, I was so, so moved. So I do know that there are right ways to do tributes. From what I have seen or from what I've heard, it was not done in a way that that lives up to who Prince was in as a my person opinion, and as an artist.
2: In my opinion, it was half-assed. In my opinion, it was... it, Do you was, think it not, was rushed? It, it looked rushed to me. I don't see how it could have been rushed. They knew it was going to be in Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis. Um, so I don't... I don't... Yeah. No. I don't know. Well,
1: and it's frustrating because... I mean, I read somewhere, too, that like they weren't that fond of each other, but I only read that one place, so oh, that could know. very well not be true. But for someone like Prince who really didn't want to live in this in such a public setting as like LA you know he really stayed in Minneapolis most of the time and um, it was a it was a place that he loved he loved being from Minnesota and to see I don't know to see something so weak or to hear about something so weak I guess is really
2: upsetting to me because I know that he probably wouldn't be satisfied well I mean, if it makes Prince feel any better, Prince's spirit, um, Justin Timberlake's entire performance was weak, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Can I tell, like, a a super quick story about Mm -hmm. Prince really? Okay. So, my family went out to eat once, like, back in the 80s, like, at the height of kind of when, like, Prince and Michael Jackson were in, like, a rivalry, kind Mm -hmm. of. And my... I guess Prince walked through the door of this restaurant, and my uncle was like, look, it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. No. And my cousin, like, no. jabbed him. "Dude, Dad, that's Prince. And I guess Prince just gave him the biggest I'm stink sure. eye.
2: I'm sure.
0: Yeah. But what a good
2: story.
1: Yeah. Like, Prince gave you the stink eye? What? Uh, especially now. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, and my, another friend of mine's mom went to high school with him.
2: Oh, wow. That's so nutty. That's awesome. I know, right? So sick. Prince was one that hit me hard when he passed. Yeah. He was a great, 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 great man. Um, Okay, so a a couple other things that are in the news that I just want to cover really quickly, because I think that they're cool, is um, San Francisco will be reversing marijuana convictions. Oh! Which is
1: incredible. That is very incredible. Um, Maybe taking up a little bit less prison space for something so...
2: Taking Stupid. up less less prison space, and also, yeah, it's legal now. Yeah. And that was always a big thing that really bugged me, was we've now made it legal how many men, women, particularly men of color, women of color, and people of color, people in general, are sitting in prison because of drug con- nonviolent drug convictions period, but then yeah. but then, marijuana convictions. That's, yeah. It's now legal in the state of California. Right. So, it's very exciting. It says, nearly 5,000 felony marijuana convictions will be reviewed, recalled, and resentenced, and more than 3,000 misdemeanors that were sentenced prior to Proposition 64's passage will be dismissed and sealed. Woo. District Attorney George Ga- Gascon said... <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop with these Stop French trying to say French people. things. The move will uh, clear people's records of crimes... That can be barriers to employment and housing.
1: Amazing. Wow, but like what if you're what if you were in jail or in prison for like a really long time and now you're taken out and it's like I don't know. You have know. to
2: reassimilate?
1: Yeah, like it, that just sounds like such a difficult thing for me.
2: It would be really difficult, but it's better than being in jail. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I totally
1: agree. But yeah. I so I hope
2: that those people are
1: going to adjust well and are are doing okay and yeah. that their time wasn't too difficult for them. Same. Alright, what Um, are some other things we need to know, Keegan? The last
2: thing I have here... Well, I have one more thing on here, but I don't think we really need to talk about Piers Morgan asking Trump if he's a feminist, because... Why would
1: he ask Trump if he's a feminist? Why does it matter what his answer is going to be?
2: Well, he's obviously not, anyway. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Even if he were
1: to say that he is a feminist, I don't understand why... Why we would even yeah. hear that? Because we already know the answer. So we to don't
2: that. even need to talk about that. He'd
1: him. be like, "Well, I love
2: my wife, Melania. No, she doesn't love you, dude. <laughs> you
1: seen her recently? Hashtag save Melania. Save no, Melania. what do you mean? Have you seen her recently? She
2: looks freaking awful. Like, well, she was at the State of the Union. She looks horrible. Well, she didn't look horrible. She looked fine. She looked miserable. Yeah. Um. So this was something that I found really interesting and exciting. Because I'm sick of it, and I'm so tired of it, and I can't wait for the Redskins to follow suit. We're not
1: gonna take it. That's exactly right. Sorry,
2: (laughs) the Cleveland Indians will stop using the Chief Wahoo logo on their uniforms beginning in 2019. About damn fucking time right it's so racist it's so
1: racist but i can't
2: believe it's still happening yeah like to me like i i am shocked that it came this far but
1: it's been talked about for a while it's but it's been I talked think it about just kind of like shut aside yeah
2: it's been talked about for quite well, a while
1: native american culture has always just been kind of shit on
2: yeah it's been shit on it's been appropriated and it's been used as a freaking costume and yeah. um i'm super stoked that they will no longer be using it. Redskins will still be using their logo. Lordy Lord. um, And, and name, name, which is so freaking offensive. Ugh. So Icky. offensive. But anyway... Doesn't matter. Icky. Right now, we're going to celebrate the fact that the Cleveland Indians will yes. be phasing out their yes. their logo.
1: Well, and something interesting, real quick, just about Native American culture. Where my cabin was growing up, up north Minnesota, I'm horrible for not remembering what tribes were up there. But there was a, a there's a, a place called the totem pole. Mm-hmm. It's very. You know, there's the Paul Bunyan, and then there's, like, the whole, like, Native American culture that's very celebrated. That's where Minnetonka Moccasins come from, is Uh from the Native Americans originally that were in Mm -hmm. Minnesota. And um, it's really cool. There's this store up there that's, like, the oldest store in that area where they will, like, give the native american tribes goods and then in return they'll give like handmade rings and necklaces oh wow and jewelry yeah and stuff the gorgeous ring of like different stones and stuff that they found and i love it i think that's so cool that there's still like places that will use like old-fashioned trading and stuff mm-hmm. and that like appreciates yeah and, a- and again
2: art. yeah well not again because that episode doesn't come out until next monday the future until the future but um there is a difference between appropriation and appreciation. and appreciation and coming from new mexico that's it's a huge native american culture is a huge part of the city's culture albuquerque's culture the state's culture um, and i think purchasing things from from native americans you know in a way to help their their economy and yeah. you, you get something beautiful in return that's very respectful to their culture is um, is a beautiful thing. That's it's a way, a thumbs up. yeah, and that's a way to like you know exchange cultures in a really healthy and um, appropriate way. I agree. Okay, so those were kinds of our like kind of our headlines in the news that we just sped through because I wanted to kind of get that done really quickly so that we could talk about. Um, we got our first piece of listener mail. Yay! Yay! Listener mail. Um, and so this is from. Uh, Vanessa, we wanted to read it and then kind of talk about it a little bit. Vanessa! (laughs) Okay, ladies, I know I should start by asking if those are your pronouns, but as I listen, I (laughs) think that greeting will work for you all. Yes. (laughs) I just finished listening to the bonus episode, and I wanted to write in, Another White Woman's Perspective. I was totally triggered by some of the comments made about the 2018 Women's March, and I felt compelled to share with you not only my perspective, but what this episode did for me in, a, in processing that, amongst other things. So, this is word vomit, please bear with me. <laughs> this part feels defensive, but hang in there. I do donate almost 5% of my salary because I am fortunate enough to do so and not always fortunate to do much else. I did buy a souvenir and I was elated to be at the march because last year we couldn't get there and ended up spontaneously marching from one train station in the valley to another. Uh My experience was a positive one because I was excited that so many weren't being complacent and so many showed up to be counted. I think those numbers mean something and I was proud to be part of them. I did proudly post my family on IG and I was all smiles about it. I get where that can feel weird to some, and I am ever grateful for another perspective, no matter how uncomfortable it might make me feel. That's growth. You mentioned that families and kids, and we were one of them. Me, my husband, and my two-year-old. We were there together, listening to my husband tell our son, a cute blonde white kid, about equality and standing up for mama and all his friends at school. School equals daycare. Mm. Brought tears to my eyes on that day and does now. My son is the only white person at his daycare, and I love that his friends are simply just his friends. I grew up in the Midwest, but I went to a very large public high school and was always around diversity. So much so that when I moved to L.A. in the Valley, I was like, where are all the black people? (laughs) We later moved into a working class neighborhood, and I am happy that our neighbors are a rainbow of colors. Don't even get me started on how demographics are changing in this world another time. (sighs) Being a mom... When I was pregnant, I was terrified that I might have a girl. We were surprised by the gender at birth. But then having a son, I felt such a wealth of responsibility in raising a white male to treat all people with respect and to make sure that me and his dad are modeling a relationship that shows that. It's really hard and something I think about all the time. I'm a mom, a career woman, and sole income provider, a feminist. I am sexual, I am domestic, I am complicated. Seriously, thanks for letting me share, and thanks for having this conversation and letting others in on it. In only two quick episodes, I have learned things, I have felt angry alongside you, I have been uncomfortable with things that were discussed or feelings shared, I have felt a sense of community. I am learning, and I'm growing, and I'm excited to follow your path and keep gaining uncomfortable understanding and perspective along the way. Thanks for doing what you do and keep it up that's from Vanessa.
1: I love that. I really love the openness about being uncomfortable. And for me this email made me have to be a little bit open to be uncomfortable too because it's like when someone says something and you're like no no no, it's, but that's not how I meant right. it. It's so
2: easy to be like defensive. Your guard immediately same for me. Yeah, yeah your guard, not your guard, but you immediately want to um say no 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 no. Yeah. Uh, that, I, we didn't mean it like that, Instead you know? Instead of
1: understanding, like, this is how it was said and that's how that person feels and... Right. And, and accepting that, and I think And that, your
2: feelings are valid, yes. you know, and and... I just love her willingness to kind of sit in that uncomfortable place yeah, um, and feel that that discomfort, yeah. and well, same because, for us. Yeah, know? well, because, you know, we do say in the beginning, too, that
1: this is definitely just our opinions, and I realize that sometimes, like, when Keegan and I talk, it becomes very conversational. Like, she and I are just chatting. We're just you know friends. I mean? yeah. yeah, we're not, you know, we're not always completely, you know, we are aware that we are recording and things like that. But when you start getting... The ball moving Mm -hmm. a little bit. Sometimes I feel like it it can be hard to remember. And so when specifically talking about the Women's March and talking about, you know, the merchandise being sold and pictures being posted on Instagram, I don't have an issue with any of that. In fact, I think it's great that people were excited enough and that this is a movement big enough that there are merchandise and that people are excited to share their families and their experiences on Instagram. I mean, I've shared stuff on Instagram from the walk that I did. Keegan has shared stuff. We've shared it to to our page. To yeah, our Instagram so page. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What I had an issue with personally was that to some people, that was it. Right. There wasn't an, exactly, like, and that was something that we feared about this year's walk, and that mm-hmm. I fear about protests in the future, specifically the Women's March. That will this become, you know, the Coachella of yeah,
2: political yeah, political
1: practices. You just you have know? to be
2: careful not to. Um, not to let it become the only thing that you do and not to, not to only do it because it's, it's trendy or yes. because you think that it's going to be a good time. And, um. Have a good time. And, absolutely. Like, yeah. have a good time. Definitely. Like, bring your kids. I think that, that's amazing. I love yeah. seeing the children there. I love seeing the families there. Uh-huh. And, um, and, And again, I have no problem, and I hope it didn't come across that way uh, when we recorded that episode, the Women's March episode, because I don't have a problem at all with um, sharing your experience on social media or buying merchandise or a souvenir because I completely recognize and understand that we are living in such such an interesting time. It's such an interesting time to be alive, and it's Mm -hmm. like... You do want to be able to share with, like, your kids and your grandkids that totally. you were there. And, like, having a pin or having a t-shirt, I think that's great. I don't uh, yeah. think that there's anything wrong with it. No. It just... The reason why I said it the way that I did was because it felt, like... It, it felt very commercialized. Uh-huh. If you are doing other things... You know, if you are being active in other ways or that donating five percent of your salary. Which is I mean crazy i crazy amazing wish I could do shit like that. Yeah, Crazy amazing. So that that that's how I feel. It's yeah. just like just don't let it stop there. You yes. know? Just don't let it stop at the march. Let exactly. it continue into your day to day life and teach your children about equality yeah. and you know. And so I, I was so grateful to receive um, this email. Yeah, it you know? started a
1: really great conversation yeah. between us. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do hope that we get more in the future, too. And I actually had a friend, Noelle, contact me and say that she hopes that at the end of our episodes when we're talking about things, how things can be different and how people can make a change. Mm-hmm. Not just talking about this needs to change, that needs to change, but talking about like
2: active ways, active ways mm-hmm. for
1: this to change, which is I kept that very much in mind with the episode that we recorded earlier that will be posted next Monday, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I, I take what people say to heart, and I really, I like it. Like, you know, I've got my mom to think the yeah. sun shines up my ass. I mean, she's just like, <laughs> everything's perfect, and you're so fantastic. And then I like that I have people where I'm like, what'd you think? And they're like, I loved this, this, and that. I want to see this this, 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 and that. I love this, this, and that. Or just like yeah. can you add this, this, and that? Yeah,
2: I... I think we've said this before, but we are so open to constructive criticism. Definitely. Like, our arms are wide open with that. And I, I hope that even though our our name is your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, you know that we're coming from a place of, of love and understanding. Yeah. We... We want to be understanding to your insights and your perspectives, and we're really happy that you're open and willing to accept our insights and perspectives and opinions, and to
1: know that we are one small margin of womankind. We are not... I'm not... I know I'm definitely not here to represent women in general or even feminists in general. I'm just here to talk about my shit, and Keegan's here to talk about hers. Yeah. And, um... And ways
2: in which we think things can improve for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: In the best of our knowledge and abilities, yeah. to be able to do so, yeah,
2: yeah. So, so thank you so much, Vanessa. Yeah, girl. And um, I think we're. Uh, I think is that it. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, I think we we did we did pretty good. Pretty cool, good. I'm really proud of us. I it's know. Like Thirty minutes. Uh, we kind of sped right through there. just like let's do it. I know. So thank you for listening to our first little mini episode. Woo. And um, we will catch you on Monday.
1: All right, we encourage <laughs> you to rage on. Rage on.